People hate this kind of talk. Raw truth is never popular. But here it is, bluntly spoken, because you run roughshod over the poor and take the bread right out of their mouths, you're never going to move into the luxury homes you have built. You're never going to drink wine from the expensive vineyards you've planted. I precisely know the extent of your violations, the enormity of your sins. Appalling. You bully right living people, taking bribes right and left and kicking the poor when they're down. Justice is a lost cause. Evil is epidemic. Decent people throw up their hands. Protest and rebuke are useless, a waste of breath. Seek good and not evil, and live. You talk about God, the God of the angel armies, being your best friend. Well, live like it, and maybe it will happen. Hate evil and love good, then work it out in the public square. Maybe God, the God of the angel armies, will notice your remnant and be gracious. Now again, my master's message, God, God of the angel armies. Go out into the streets and lament loudly. Fill the malls and shops with cries of doom. Weep loudly, not me. Not us, not now. Empty offices, stores, factories, workplaces. Enlist everyone in the general lament. I want to hear it loud and clear when I make my visit. God's decree. The message I believe an honest hearing of the prophet Amos would change the world. I'm not talking about angry ranting which works people into a frenzy of fear and suspicion. I am referring to giving Amos a serious hearing, just like we give the Apostle Paul our focused attention. Too bad so many people are unfamiliar with this prophet and his message. This unawareness, or even purposeful ignorance, could be one reason why the ancient message of Amos appears as fresh today as it was so long ago. Poverty has always been with us, but that doesn't mean we ought to only shrug our shoulders and say, May, what's a guy to do? Instead, we can determine to address the issues which create a large class of poor people to begin with. Those issues include malevolence, materialism, and militarism. Malevolence. The moral compass of many of the earth's nations is askew, even broken. It needs to be recalibrated to the true north of biblical justice. Back in the prophet's day, bullying, bribery, and backstabbing were tools used for malevolent purposes. Those same implements are still being used by some today. You must not pervert justice or show favor. Do not take a bribe, for bribes blind the eyes of the wise and distort the words of the righteous. Deuteronomy 16:19. Net. Those who plan injustice will harvest disaster. And their reign of terror will come to an end. Proverbs 22:8 NLT. But why would people be so unjust to other people? What would motivate someone to purposefully harm another in this way? Materialism. Whenever people have an exorbitant amount of stuff, generosity is typically not their first impulse, Ecclesiastes 5:10. Rather, the extremely rich among us have an equally extreme temptation to hold on tight to their wealth, so much so that money and acquiring more stuff becomes their religion. That's why scripture is replete with warnings about money. Jesus said. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Matthew 6:24, Seb. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Luke 12:15, NRSV. It's bad enough when individuals, families, and corporate companies devote themselves to a bloated materialism without regard to the poor it's even worse when entire nations, governments, and regions do it. From their perspective, what is the most effective way for them to protect all that stuff and self-interest? Militarism. Pouring significant amounts of money into maintaining armies to safeguard resources, and the way of life which created those resources, puts the focus off the poor and onto the interests of wealth. 
It also diverts money which could address problems of poverty and puts it into a massive defense budget. Throughout the Old Testament, militarism was seen as fundamentally not trusting in God. And the prophets have a well-known term for this, idolatry. The Lord doesn't care about the strength of horses or powerful armies. The Lord is pleased only with those who worship Him and trust His love. Psalm 147 10-11, Sev. Make sure to not build up a war machine, amassing military horses and chariots. Deuteronomy 17:16, MSG. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. A standing military is a must, I'm just pointing out that we need to know precisely what we're defending. Are we truly defending the rights of the poor, the disadvantaged, and the needy? Or are we defending someone's exorbitant wealth? Work it out in the public square. Policies need to reflect values. Greed can and is legislated as a politic of indifference, whereas generosity can be ensconced with a politic of caring for the common good of all, not just some. This is not namby-pamby liberal drivel, it is paying attention to the biblical text. Addressing poverty means removing the obstacles of malevolence, materialism, and militarism. And it begins with practicing lament. The very presence of systemic racism and poverty, ecological devastation, healthcare disparities, economic policies which do not benefit all persons, and distorted notions of nationalism requires not only virtuous policy-making, but also demands public lamentation. Why lament? Because the Lord, the one who observes and sees all the wrong against the most vulnerable of the earth, demands that it be done. Wherever there is injustice, we need people who will champion the cause of the needy through voicing aloud the deep grief from being squished by the powerful, as well as affirming trust in the Lord. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness. The taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all, oh, how well I remember. The feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one other thing I remember. And remembering, I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God, I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. Lamentations 3 19-24, MSG. O Creator of all living things, we are all hungry in a world full of abundance. The possibilities of food for bodies and souls overflow on this earth. We ask for the grace to see the abundance of our world and enough awareness to acknowledge our sins of greed and fear. Give us openness of soul, courageous spirits, and willing hearts to be with our sisters and brothers who are hungry and in pain, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit are one God, now and forever. Amen.